Welcome to the St. Paul Lakeland Podcast, where we connect you to the life and focus of our church here in Lakeland, Florida. Here with Ken Sherman, Director of Music at St. Paul. I'm Nick Moss, Director of Christian Education, and we are diving into Advent, right? Advent, yep. This week is, or was, because this past Sunday, right. when we started the week of hope, the yep. first, first week of Advent. Yep, and we're going to do hope, peace, joy, love, and then the last kind of penultimate celebration of Advent is that Christmas Eve service where we focus on the Christ candle, um, the person of Jesus Christ coming. Right. So we're going to do four episodes and talk about, talk about each one today's hope. So we're going to go into hope and what, man, it's 2020 and (laughs) what a great time to talk about hope. I think it's a great time to talk about hope. And as we were talking and preparing for this, one thing that stood out, um, was the Old Testament prophecies on hope. And one of those is Psalm 130, verse 5. And I'm going to read that right now. It says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. We hope, we hope, we hope. And then verse 6 goes, my soul waits for the Lord, more watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. It says that twice. So mm. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of waiting as the Old Testament prophecies prophesy about the coming of jesus and yeah because all this literature was written in that waiting time wasn't it yep a lot of a lot of having to do with hope and a lot of preparation and as we were looking through the psalms it's a psalm of ascent Mm -hmm. and you were talking a little bit about what that meant yeah, I think there's a, I know there's a number of traditions around it, right? Uh, but the the one that I'm familiar with most from growing up and kind of hearing sermons about the Psalms of Ascent is that they were uh, used by the Israelites as they would walk up into Jerusalem. And they were used just as a, just as the people were walking up and traveling up, you've got this, think about this long caravan sitting in line, going in through the gates and going up through the uh, paths. And yeah. so you would have, you know, probably little pockets of people walking along and they would just start singing these Psalms of Ascent that mm-hmm. were used there to celebrate what was happening. There are other uh, traditions around what might, what they might've been used for. Some talk about uh, the priests walking up the 15 steps at the temple and you know, just, there's 15 of them. And so they were okay. used in these various ways, maybe multiple of the ways, maybe the scholars have hit on one of those theories as the right one, but it's the the core idea across all the traditions around what they were used for is this kind of preparation. It's the celebration of what God is doing and who God is and this waiting on him as they are kind of approaching the presence of God, whether it's the presence in the temple coming up the steps, whether that's the presence of God in the temple at Jerusalem as they're coming up to Jerusalem, etc. Yeah, and then we have the Old Testament prophet prophecies then fulfilled and you have Mary being told by the angel mm-hmm. you're going to carry Jesus yeah. and she was familiar probably with some of those psalms and, and hope um, and her life definitely got changed and she had to hope that what was being told to her was true and right yeah and we use that word hope in a little different way than the Bible does don't we Yes. Because we talk about Mary hoping it was true. And sometimes to us in our English word that of hope, that kind of indicates, a, I'm not sure, but I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's the, yeah, I almost, I wish um, versus mm-hmm. the biblical hope of, I know it will be true because God said it's going to be true. 
Yeah. What was that part of that passage you read a moment ago? It says, uh, the hope I wait on you. The hope my is soul in, waits for the Lord or I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, in his I word, hope, yeah, I hope, I hope. Yeah. Right. That's our, that's what we hold on to. It's a hope with knowing the outcome, mm-hmm. which is just interesting to think about. Um, cause God what, doesn't break his word. It, no. It's assurance. It's, it's more than just a, yeah, I wish it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, how, how so often we fall back into what, you know, the Israelites in the Old Testament, um, even the New Testament believers, they fell back into, did God really mean that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did he really mean that? Did God really mean that he, that you would surely die when you ate of the fruit? Right. Did God really mean, and even from the very beginning, Satan's been attacking us with that. Okay, so Mary was probably familiar with the Psalms of Ascent mm-hmm. and familiar with the promises that, that God had put out there and that people were hoping, trusting that God's word is true, that there would be a Savior. Yeah. And so when the angel Gabriel came and said, you're going to carry the Son of God, you know, it's interesting at the end of that conversation with the angel, she said, Hey, I'm your servant. Yeah. Let it be so. What an amazing, <laughs> what an amazing response that God brought out of her. I mean, we, it's we phenomenal. don't, we don't take credit for, for the good things we do. We, we recognize that that's God's Holy spirit working in us. Right. But you've got this young lady who is, um, grown up after was it 400 years close of to silence. 400 they say yeah yeah 400 years where god hasn't directly interacted with one of his people right in that way and so you've got this 400 years of silence and so these the israelites are understanding the traditions and understanding the word of right. god as we talk about there and here comes the angel to mary right. 400 years is a long time with the internet oh gosh yes <laughs> i mean so then in that moment, she's her response to be, okay, well, I know these things are true. We've trusted in these for 400 years, mm-hmm. and I guess now it's the moment. And so how is this going to be? Yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, so, so Mary, um, trusting in God's word coming through Gabriel the angel, that it's going to happen, and accepting it. And that's, you know, as Christians, that's what we're called to do, right? is trust and hold to God's word and his promises that it is true. And no matter what comes about, whether it's angels coming to you and telling you this, what's going to happen or it's 2020 Mm -hmm. um, and all these things happening that we hold on to God's word. Yeah. And we hope not in a sense of, I wish or boy, gosh, gosh, I really, really, really hope it happens. Um, We use that word. Yeah. You know, well, even a moment ago, you used the word trust. Yeah. Mary was trusting and yeah. we, it's funny that we substitute other words for hope when we yes. mean something, when we mean biblical hope uh-huh. in some of the traditions of Advent, they actually don't use the word hope for that first candle. They use the candle of faithfulness. I like that because I think in our culture, that word of hope is again, well, I hope I get this for <laughs> Christmas, right? Your kids say that. Yeah. I hope I get this. I hope I get this. It's a, it's a, well, I don't know if it's exactly going to happen, but boy, I really wish I wanted to versus like you said, that faithfulness of, I know it's going to be true. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. There's that Hebrews 11 passage. Yep. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, or I'm, I'm messing it up now here in the moment, but faith is the, 
Promise? Assurance. Assurance. There you go. There's a promise. Yeah. Assurance of things, things that we have not. Evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this is something that we can, as parents here in the church, as we go throughout this week, where we are as a church celebrating hope, where we can talk to that, talk about that with our children yeah. and help them draw some of the biblical meaning into that word. Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. Especially when they, they're saying, I, I hope I get this for Christmas. <laughs> you know, they look at the Target magazine and circle everything that they want. Oh, son, there is no assurance of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we were talking about um, just that, again, going back to Mary, mm-hmm. waiting on a child and what that would have been like. Um, versus then and now, and this is two guys talking about this, this is totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little bit about how, um, how did we prepare for a kid? I, I watched my wife accomplish her to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's that, you know, Advent is that season, um, that overarching season that we're in. Uh, hope is, is one part of that. And, it is this time in the season in the church here, just like you said, okay, what can we do to get our, our kids prepared? Mm-hmm. We prepare for things in life and Advent is a, is a preparing and waiting. And, and I think naturally for those that have had children, uh, we can kind of make a little bit of um, a comparison to, to what it's like to wait for something. Oh yeah. And I think back to waiting for our first child and we had, um, we had a bed delivered, a nursery bed delivered, and um, Candace, I said, I, I had to go on a retreat or something, and I said, okay, we'll put it together when we get back, and she's like, okay, and then we came back, and it was all put together, <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little frustrated, but then I I realized there's, there's such an excitement, and there's such a um, just anticipation that I want to be ready. Oh, yeah. And um, I... I think that's kind of human nature that we want to be ready. If we know something's going to happen, um, you can fill in the blank for those that are, are preparing for anything, right? Um, we want to be ready for it. We, we really as humans don't like to be surprised. Mm-hmm. So if we can help it, we try to get ready, especially for things where like those positive things that we're looking forward to. Yeah. Like somebody, if you're scared of it, you're just going to maybe put it off the back burner, not think about it. Sure. But even from watching my children who have not learned maturity and discipline and all those things yet, if they're excited for something, that's what's on their mind. They are preparing. Oh, yeah. My daughter's birthday is today. Um, and so last night she put out all her clothes <laughs> with her non-uniform pass and she prepared. She, she had everything ready to go because she was so excited for her birthday. Nice. She was preparing. And I think for Advent, that's where we can have that joy in preparing and we can prepare in a positive way. Um, and one of those ways is I think talking with it, whether it's our immediate family, extended family, friends, is starting mm-hmm. to have those conversations on how do we prepare our hearts and minds versus just how do we prepare for, do we have enough gifts? Yeah. Have we bought the, you know, do we have them shipped right? Do we have our Christmas cards? It's, I think it's steering those conversations. Those are good sure. conversations to have. Hey, how's it going? Oh man, I still got a lot of presents to get. Okay, you know, those are not bad conversations to have, mm-hmm. but how can we as Christians steer those conversations to, 
well, hey, how are, how are you preparing, you know, to celebrate the birth of Jesus this year? What, what are some things that you're doing personally? What are some things you're doing as a family to set aside some time to prepare for that? Yeah. And I think as we're interacting with our family and friends, looking for opportunities to bring hope into those situations, because there are people who come into this season uh, where hope is not the first thing on their minds, where right. Christmas does not mean a time of excitement, but it's just the time of, you know, they, they feel isolated. And so this makes them more isolated. And so trying to carry in that hope into those hopeless moments, or even, even just, you know, if somebody has a bad day, how do I minister to my wife? How can I be Jesus hands and feet uh, in her life by bringing hope into that situation and just talking about the assurance of the word of God back to that Psalm we read a minute ago. You know, I, I, I hope in your word. And so, so spending time in the word of God and sharing his promises with our family and our friends uh, that he is in control. And especially as we, you know, there's some politics around that, that half the country feels hopeless one way or the other, Sure, you know, where, no matter where you're standing on that. So bringing hope into those situations and being the church, as opposed to being, um, you know, a voting block, right. but being the church. And I think that goes especially into those that gather together with family and friends as we prepare. It might be a little different this year, but as there still be people that'll be gathering together, it might not be as big of groups or as many or uh, Christmas parties or whatever that you're going to. But yeah, how do you steer that conversation and encourage people, like you just said, in hope? Because you're going to have those conversations about Absolutely. Um, COVID and president and all that. And how can you you turn that to Jesus? What does that look like? And um, that's an encouragement I have for those listening is, is how can we um, put Jesus out there to be a part of our conversations preparing mm-hmm. an Advent and Christmas? And asking the Holy Spirit, obviously, obviously it's the Holy Spirit, right, that works through us. And so it could even be sitting in your car before you go into somebody's house saying, God, provide opportunities for me to speak hope to people. Yeah. And what that looks like and saying a prayer before you go into your family's house or friend's house. Yeah. Cause you and I can't come up with some magical no. list of things for people to do throughout this season to make everybody else's life. Better. Right. Right. They, that, that's where cliches come from. Right. Right. But it's that Holy spirit that you're talking about where we pray and we stay connected with God and we ask him to lead us and give us the words or the listening tools. Absolutely. And so we encourage you out there to be about hope this Advent season. So next podcast is going to be about peace. So we look forward to talking to you about peace and, uh, in the next podcast, God's blessings on your Advent.